Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Sony Open. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there. Joe Idoni. Joe, here we go, baby. First field event of the new year. You excited? Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed last week. I enjoyed the hero. I enjoy those no-cut events with the best players in the world, but it's been a while since we got one of these. Uh, full field, a lot of different names to sprinkle on it. And Jock Market in particular, having the full, full payout structure, yeah. um, you know, all the way down to like 80 places will I think make pricing quite a bit different. Uh, and I'm excited to to keep it moving. Yeah, so this is the final 45 minutes or so of the IPO phase for this week's jock market for the Sony Open. So this is the time where the bidding on golfers gets hot and heavy. And then just before nine o'clock Eastern time, that market's going to close and shares are going to be allocated. So Joe and I are going to spend the next 45 minutes or so breaking down the field, talking about the pricing and hopefully interacting with you in the chat. And I've got one right here. And Joe, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. Michael is wondering what happened to jock market in Michigan. He says he was able to play last year. Now he's not. I have not heard. I haven't heard either, Michael. We will uh, investigate ask. this, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll jot it down and send an email out and see what's going on with that. I'm not sure. I, I will say uh, the regulation, the le- it's changing constantly. So, oh man, even in Florida, it's they legalized oh, yeah, gambling. Had they it, took it you away. Don't have it. It's yeah, it's no. crazy. Right. Everybody's trying to figure it out. So we'll find out for you, Michael. Otherwise, uh, we've got a chance for you to win some cash tonight. All you need to do is make sure your Jock Market username is in the chat. That gets you entered into the draw. And then various times throughout the evening, we draw a name and we credit your account with $20. Very, very simple. The other way to get free money, download, deposit, use the code POWER. That's up to a $50 deposit bonus. It is the best possible bonus that is out there so joe sony open full field we talked about it you want to let's look at uh let's look at last year's i got last year's data here okay remember this one kevin na wins at four dollars and 45 cents that was his ipo price full 25 dollars a share payout joaquin neiman at 950 he got 20 dollars a share payout and chris kirk 352 for 18 dollars i i uh i have a hard time remembering kevin now winning this event to be quite frank yeah, I remember it well because I had a, I had a nice little ticket on Brendan Steele at like 125 to one. But uh, interesting, like yes. I don't know how often this happens, but when you kind of sort using your data there by ROI, um, Nick Hardy was the number one guy, obviously because he only went for a buck and a quarter per share. And then you had Na, Kirk, Steele, Mitchell, KH Lee, Matt Jones. Like these guys are all back here again. Um, yes. So yeah, I just kind of found that interesting that we have a lot of re- returning names. Uh, and then if you do the reverse in terms of who lost you the most money last year, surprisingly, Abe answer. Um, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Co- Matt Kuchar obviously crushed some people. Russell Knox is back. Rory Sabatini's back in the field. Sung J M is back in the field. So uh, a lot of boomer bust here at this event last year. Maybe I remember the losses more than I remember the wins. Maybe that's what I, I mean, that's what I'm learning about myself in this in this moment. I actually remember the year before. I remember the Cam Smith victory much more vividly than I remember the Kevin Na victory. So that's yeah, with that's, the crazy wins. Um, I remember that year as well. It's it's funny because like we're in this sort of Hawaiian swing. We're in the same time zone, but this place is, seems like it's the polar opposite of we what we saw last week. A par 73 versus a par 70, wide open versus very narrow, huge greens versus relatively tiny greens. Uh, so it seems like you're looking for 
although still in Hawaii, although still on the coast, you're looking for a little bit of a different skill set in terms of player at this course versus what we saw last week. Do you think that's fair? I do. And what I think is exciting about Wiley is historically anybody can really win. You don't have mm-hmm. to have uh, you know the big stick in your bag. You don't need to be able to bomb it. Of course, that's an advantage everywhere when you're hitting wedge in and your and your peers are hitting eight iron in or nine iron in that's always an advantage but it's not a a requirement here and you've seen that not only from winners but you've seen it from guys that finished inside the top 10 or the top 20 as well so it's a really fair course which is what i like and when you get a full field event and everyone is live joe or 80 guys are live, whatever it is. That's exciting to me. I, I I like that. And especially in the jock market where a lot of those guys who are live are going to be very cheap this evening. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I love a tournament where some long shots are in play. I think we're going to have guys uh, at the very top and guys way down low that you can get cheap later on in the, about the next 30 minutes that uh, could definitely pay some huge dividends come Sunday afternoon. That's right. The bids are coming in right now. I can actually see who currently is the most expensive in the market. I'm not going to reveal it just yet. That's the big board. We'll get to that in a few moments. But I want to enter into our market movers segment. This is an opportunity for Joe and I to each choose three golfers across the different tiers and kind of plant our flag in the ground on them. So let's just start at the tippy top. The the tippy top of this jock market are blue chippers. Who, Joe, are you willing to invest in this evening? So I didn't bet this guy, but I've been kind of eyeing him up, hopefully for jock market. I think it's Webb. Um, rated out number one in sort of the stat model that I ran last week. Uh, Cam Smith was that guy, and that worked out just fine. Sure I did. listened to his presser, and I, I heard all the things that I want to hear. I know that that's sort of a dangerous angle to go when trying to find a guy to sort of play well. But I saw a return to sort of a lot of the the ball striking and a lot of the iron play that had led him to success. What we know, Rick, play web at web courses. This is one of those that fits that mold perfectly. Uh, so I'm going to try not and overthink it. I think he's my blue chip guy. I'm going to be paying very close attention to Webb up top, he is the seventh pre-ranked golfer. So if you're wondering what that means, uh, that's how we break ties here in the jock market. So if he is tied with, Let's say Abraham Answer for T3. Abraham Answer is the ninth pre-ranked golfer, so Webb Simpson would get the full payout there. So it does become a bit valuable. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go with Corey Connors. He's the flavor of the week, Joe. He is by far the best ball striker in the field, which I, if I stopped there, I'd probably be okay just investing in Corey Connors. And as has been circulated countless times this week, this is really the only place that he's had a, a large amount of success on the putting greens in his career. I don't need him to gain a stroke per round like he's done in the first 12 rounds, just gain like 0.1 per round. And I'd be mm-hmm. very thrilled, I believe, with the results from Corey Connors this week. So Webb for Joe, I'm going with Corey Connors. Let's move on down to our mid-cap options. This is where things get a little bit wonky, Joe, because I think it's a top-heavy field, and then we're going to have to try to find somebody in the middle. So where do we where do we like our prospects here? Yeah, my prospect's going to be Seamus Power. Um, Thought he played pretty well last week. Gained 1.4 strokes on approach. Lost a little bit putting, and he's normally a much better putter than that. Um, But you look at sort of his recent track record on, I guess what you could call coastal, shorter Bermuda glass grass courses. Fourth at the RSM, 11th at Mayakoba, 12th at the Bermuda, followed by a 15th last week at the Century. Um, 
Yeah, I think he has the potential to pop here. He's been playing so well. You see all those spikes there on the graph that you brought up. 41.9 average ROI is massive. Um, So if you can kind of get Seamus Power in the 5, 6, maybe just break into the $7 range tonight, I think he he possesses a lot of upside. Not only is it the 41% ROI on average, but the fact that he has earned you or turned you a profit in 13 of 20 cash markets that he has been a part of. I think having that in your back pocket is certainly very valuable. I'm going to try to buy low on Jason Kokrak. And I wonder what the sentiment on Kokrak is going to be this evening, Joe, because he was horrific last week at Kapalua. I'm still very much a believer. I believe in the putter. I believe in uh, his 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 ability to hit the ball further than most and, and drive it well off the tee. I'm willing to give Jason Kokrak one kind of mulligan for the dead last finish that he had last week. Don't mind it one bit. This is certainly much more in the mold of a course that I like to play Jason Kokrak at. It's not bent grass greens, but it's a par 70. It demands precision. It demands accuracy. It rewards sort of a plotter versus a guy that's just going to try and hit it far and wedge it in. Uh, I think those are his best setups. All right. That leaves us with just the penny stocks then. So let's find some value in the market, Joe. Where are you going? Uh, Let's look all the way down. I'm going to go pretty deep here. I think we might have a decent week out of Graham McDowell. Here's why. Um, you look at his, he was abysmal last year, but his two good finishes came at Corrales and Mayakoba, I believe one was 12th, one was fourth. I think this is a similar setup. I saw him strike it pretty well in that team event uh, a few weeks ago when he played with Corey Connors. We know he putts well. Back in 2020 was the last time that he played at the Sony Open and he finished in fourth. So he was actually very close to that lead down the stretch in the Cam Smith year. Uh, and folded a little bit, but I, I just think it's a good, decent buy low spot. If you're looking at stats, he's going to be terrible, and he's way down the sort of price list. Yeah, he's at the point where you've got these savvy vets who have played on the PGA Tour for a long time versus kind of the new up and coming, maybe some Corn Fairy grads. I'll take one of the Corn Fairy grads. Chad Ramey is my penny stock, and he was just so darn good on the Corn Fairy Tour all last year. Uh, flashing a little bit of brilliance, not brilliance, but he's been all right on the PGA tour here this season. And I love the idea. These guys who get their tour card for the first time, they get to play like five or six events and then they get a break and then they get to say, okay, let me take a breath here. Let me get my bearings. I'm now on the PGA tour. It's a really good reset. And I like Ramey to come out and make some noise this week. So just to recap, Graham McDowell and Chad Ramey in the penny stocks. Uh, Joe is going with Seamus Power. In the middle, I'm going with Jason Kokrak and our blue chippers. That's Webb Simpson and Corey Connors rounding out our market movers. I think we got some good ones, Joe. I think we'll have to keep an eye on them all evening long. Let's do it. We hit it last week. We'll see if we can get it again. Let me hit the free money button because I'm going to give away $20 right now. And it's going to go to uh, first one is High Balls Golf. Congratulations, you're in. We will get you set up with $20 in your account at some point in the very near future here, usually a business day or two. So give us some time on that. If you want to be like High Balls Golf, you can leave your Jock Market username in the chat right now, and that'll get you entered into a draw because I've got more money to give away this evening. And 
while we were doing that market movers segment, Joe, the jock market has kind of lit up a little bit. I'm, I'm prepared to unveil the big board. And I've already got a guy over $10. Really? And his name All is right. Cam Smith. He's wow. our winner from last week in historic fashion. Currently $10.01. That is essentially asking him to finish 12th or better, and we are 30 minutes away from this IPO closing. So, Joe, we are seeing hot and heavy early action on a man trying to complete both ends of the Hawaiian swing. It's interesting, right? That's a big number at over $10. That's already well clear sort of my value projection on him. Like, if he had lost last week to John Rahm by two on Sunday, we wouldn't have really faulted him for that, right? Like, he stood up. He was the first-round leader, the second-round leader, the third-round leader. That's tough to do, and to go toe-to-toe with the number one player in the world and lose, you don't, like, would we feel better about him coming into this tournament had he finished second? But since he won, it's almost like this this weird feeling of he can't possibly do it again, right? Uh, so it's funny. It's interesting. I think that that is a very lofty number on him to finish 12th or better in this field. You know, full field event. A lot of things can happen. Shorter course. Uh, but he's played well here. He's obviously played as well in Hawaii. So why not run it right back? Oh, I lost your sound, buddy. Yes, because I was muting myself. That's my bad. I had muted myself to drink and did not unmute myself. He is already, Cam Smith, already at his all-time high. Um, wow. Yeah. So previously, the most expensive Cam Smith has ever been was $8.52 at the Houston Open. It is kind of noteworthy. The three most expensive instances of Cam Smith, he's been profitable in each, which you don't usually see, right? When no. you're buying guys at an all-time high, you don't usually see that. Um, right. but maybe, maybe he breaks the mold a little bit. That's interesting. Are you there at $10 plus on camps? Like, do you think 12th or better is a good break even point? Or are you a little bit more bearish on him at that price? I love cam Smith in general, but being 30 minutes away and $10 already, and there's only 12 spots in which he's going to turn you a profit. It's a little bit scary. I know how, yeah. how volatile the PGA Tour is, how volatile golf is in general. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, even though I love the guy so much. But that's fairly expensive. If you don't want to pay the full $10 a share on Cam Smith, Webb Simpson is next. 816 Is this a bit more palatable for you, Joe? Because at $8.16, you're basically asking him to finish 18th or better? Uh, yes, it is. Um, it, it depends on where it goes, though, because my target on Webb and I have him the number two player in the field behind Cam Smith, even though that pre-rank is going to say seven. Um, I don't want to go much higher than that. So it, it's acceptable at the moment, but we'll have to monitor it coming down the stretch here. Webb's an interesting guy because we've seen some very steep pricing on him just because it's, you know, you know, you get to a web course, right? You get to a web course and everybody wants to pay up. So yeah. this is this is more what you would expect to see in three of the four all-time highs for Webb. He's lost you money. That That's what you would expect. Of course, the outlier there is this event last year where he went for $12.50 and still returned you a profit. Okay, that's pretty shocking, though, to me to see him with six events over $10. Like, I don't know that there's many guys that you can really say that for. Um, 
No, I would, yeah. I, I would doubt that. Twelve that okay, twelve dollars and fifty cents at last year's Sony Open is the second most expensive anyone has ever been, ever. Uh, John Rahm was twelve fifty one, one cent more at the twenty twenty one Waste Management, and then Webb Simpson last year at Sony. Those are the two most expensive IPOs ever. And he returned you some money. And he returned you some money. Next up. Corey Connor, 775. Then you get Sung JM at six and a quarter. Taylor Gooch, six dollars and one cent. That that rounds out the above six dollar crew. Uh, are we seeing maybe that a lot of money is going to be spent on, on web? A lot of money is going to be spent on Smith. I assume Connors is going to catch up as well. Like that next group, maybe it's Sung J, maybe it's Taylor Gooch, maybe it's Hideki Matsuyama. Are they the ones that you think might be undervalued by the time we get to 9 p.m.? Hideki feels like he's always undervalued, right? Always. Number two pre-rank, he's a dollar and one cent right now, guys. Yeah. We know it's going to come in, obviously. Mark Leishman, I know, has caught a lot of steam. Uh, he's at only $5 a share. I like Gooch a lot this week. I thought he played pretty well last week. Uh, let's not forget he won the last full field event that we've seen on the PGA Tour and was probably, uh, if they had a player of the year for the fall swing, was probably that guy. He was it. Uh, so we know the form's fantastic. I feel like this is a good spot for him, too. Yeah, here's the last handful of results for Taylor Gooch. He lost you 40 cents a share last week at the Tournament of Champions. But before that, he had turned you a profit in five of his last six, obviously dialed in at the RSM Classic. That's where he got his victory. But he's been very, very good. Joe's absolutely right about him being your fall MVP, so to speak. Uh, and then your guy, your guy's here too now. Seamus Power, 566, Maverick McNeely, and Mark Leishman. They're in the $5 range as well. I'm pretty bullish on Leishman. And then you can get your course horse of all time, Charles Howe III, for $4.50. Anything here? Yeah, I don't know about Charles Howe. One of, one of the other guys in terms of pre-rank that I kind of wanted to take from you on, um, how do we feel about Kevin Na? So obviously defending champion here. We know that he's kind of, I would put him in a little bit of a web mold where he has certain courses that fit him stylistically and others that clearly don't. Um, lost strokes putting last week at the Century, which is really weird for Kevin Na to lose strokes putting and still finish 13th. Uh, so the approach was really strong. Coming back to a place where he's won, we know that I, I believe he's repeated a couple tournaments in the past as champion. So I, you think this could be a good spot for him? Yeah, so I don't know if he's repeat. Actually, no, he uh, not back to back uh, years, but he's won one events multiple times, right? That's Shriners right, yeah. comes to mind, I believe. So yeah, so I, I that is there's two things that I really really like about Kevin Na. Well, I guess there's three things. If you want volatility, if you want boom or bust, he's the guy, right? Like that's the guy. He might win, he might finish dead last. I have no idea. Number two, he his own course history and results are very sticky. You you mentioned yeah. it, Joe. It's like shriners and here and even at like colonial like he just there's a handful of spots that kevin Na's going to show up and yeah. he's going to and he's going to play well and he's very very sticky um and then i forget my other oh the other point was this uh he is very good in these like mid-tier week events like where the strength of field is 250 right. to 350 in the official world golf rankings like he that's where he does damage so it, it really is seemingly the stars aligning for, for Kevin Na at this event. Yeah, I think so too. And, and what I sort of gleaned from his post-round presser last week 
Um, you know, he had another baby, but but what he was like, he he was just saying he finally feels good, like mentally, but more so his body. So we know that that can change in a heartbeat with a guy like Kevin Na, but at least he is talking about um, physically feeling very fit and good coming into the season. So I think we should get a good performance out of him. Yeah. So if we sort this by projected rank, Cam Smith won. Here's that Hideki Matsuyama at one dollar and one cent. Uh, where does he finish here tonight, Joe? Because I think you mentioned it. He is seemingly pretty disrespected in the jock market. I don't know if it's general lack of excitement about Hideki or everyone just worries about the putter, but um, he's never really one to finish high up on the on the IPO board. I think he probably gets to eight bucks very or very close to eight, which is going to ask him to finish like 18th or better. Should be a good spot for him, but seemingly every time we do one of these shows, we always scroll through the list uh, after after the IPO wraps, and we're like, wow, decent price on Hideki there this week. But, you know, hasn't shown the greatest of form besides the Zozo. Uh, obviously won the Masters kind of out of nowhere. So he's been a hard guy to peg, I think, this last sort of year. Fair enough. If you have not gotten your jock market username into the chat, do that because I'm about to give away another – $20 here in just one second after I get Joe's take on Billy Horschel because he's really the next guy, Joe. We've got we've got Hideki still at 101. We have Kevin Knott, 110. We talked about him. Billy Horschel's your eighth pre-ranked golfer. Billy Horschel won on the European Tour last year. He won the match play, yeah. which he doesn't get credit for either one of those in the jock market, right? So it's it's kind of a weird – when you start looking at his stats, you start looking at his return, he doesn't get credit for any of that. and. Mm-hmm. Sitting there at a dollar early in this evening, I, I mean, I, I would click him and add him to my favorites list. Yeah, I like him as well. I, I have a couple of other guys down there, so I hadn't really honed in quite on Billy. I don't think I saw him hit a shot last week in terms of the coverage, so I didn't even really realize he was in the event until I saw the final scores. But um, yeah, I think that he could very well uh, play well. You mentioned that he won two very strong field events with great players in them. Now, while the match play was a little bit of a, a, a quirky event, he still slayed some dragons there and was able to get it done. So obviously the confidence should be there coming into this week. Absolutely. Maybe a little confidence for Clayton, who is now going to be $20 richer. Congratulations to you, Clayton. We'll get that money over into your account in a couple of business days or so. If you want to be like Clayton and get $20 in your account, go ahead and make sure your jock market username is in that chat right now. Let me give the big board a refresh, Joe. And while I do that, I'm curious about how much restraint you might be able to display tonight in a full field event or how big your portfolio might end up being when this is all said and done. Yeah, I think I was able to do that pretty well last week. For me, it's tough because it all kind of depends on the pricing in the last sort of five minutes. So if I feel like guys are way under where I have them projected, I don't mind throwing a ton of dollars at it and getting a ton of shares. If I feel like a lot of them have cleared it, you know, maybe it's, it's hold back and sort of hone in on one, two or three that you really love. And sprinkle one or two others. So, you know, like always looking for anywhere from sort of five to 10 guys. And it's all going to come down to the pricing. Right now, it looks very favorable. I was just going to check here to see kind of the available shares because I like to use that as sort of, you know, a good metric. It's always good to know. If you want to know the available shares for any player, by the way, all you have to do is go 
pull up any guy in the field right now is Graham McDowell's $1.15. Put in a bid for $1.16 because I heard someone ask this in the chat last week. And then just try to buy like 500 shares of Graham McDowell. And it will tell you only 143 shares of McDowell are available. So there's 143 of each guy in the field as of this point. They have the ability to add more if they feel suited. Uh, but that's a lot. I, from what I recall last year, most of them were around between 100 and 120. That's like a nice little uh, little hack there. Little hack, yep. Yeah. Yeah. stop uh, by here, right? That's why. That's why. All right, here we go to the big board. Cam Smith, no surprise, still hanging at that $10 one cent. That might be a situation, Joe, where he doesn't move until the final five minutes again, right? We've seen this. So. Somebody that's jumps- a really high price. I'm surprised really anyone high. put in that bid, yeah. Yeah, jumps jumps you up, and then he kind of sits there until there's a minute or two to go, and then and then it shakes itself out. Uh, but as I scroll down the board, I do want to kind of get into the 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 next level of guys because there's so many of them. So I'm just going to kind of open this up to you here, Joe. You know, there's a lot of guys, thirty to seventy on the betting board. Uh, you're seeing them between. $4.50 down to $2, even a little bit further for this week because pricing is still figuring itself out. But just give us an idea of some of the guys that you think you'll be t- uh, taking cracks at in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it looks like we start to see a little bit of movement on Hideki. Um, I like Russell Henley. Always plays well here. Another guy that kind of has his spots on shorter wedge courses that are Bermuda grass. Um, I like Kevin Kisner a little bit this week. He showed me some signs last week as well. Stuart Sink is another guy that I like. Brendan Steele is getting a little bit of love just because he he's panned out well the last couple of years at this event. Uh, so I think that this is sort of the range right now that I'm going to pay the most attention to over the next 15 minutes. Kisner is such a boomer bust guy. 220% yeah, wow. ROI at the TOC, 400% at the Wyndham. 91 at Rocket Mortgage, 290 at the Travelers, 220 at the RSM last year, and then basically loses every other market in between there. So it's about timing him. But to what we talked about kind of before with Kevin Na, this should be one of the better spots. Like if if I if I said name the five best spots for Kevin Kisner, this would have to be on the short list. 100%. And he would tell you that. Like these guys are really honest about it. These guys that don't hit it nearly as far, they're really honest about uh, picking and choosing. Let's sort of flip that. So who, and there's a guy that I mentioned a lot, and I know that you're very high on as well, but is this place not a good fit for some players? Like the guy that comes to mind right now, $2.15 is Cameron Davis. I love the kid. I think that he was awesome last week. I was thoroughly impressed. But a guy that's super aggressive and loves to take driver everywhere and, and try to cut a lot of dog legs, is this – not a good course for in terms of fit for certain players. So I really, really like Cam Davis, but um, there's a couple of things that are out of control, out of his control and out of everybody's control for this week that if, if it goes, if everything aligns in one way, it will align against him. So <laughs> we know from last week that Hawaii has seen some decent rain you know, 25 days of rain in the last 40, something like that. And that has apparently, um, as it tends to do, means they don't, they're not able to cut the rough as much as they want. And the rough gets a little bit longer and it's just well, uh, you know, well watered and all that good stuff. So I'm I'm understanding that the rough is a little bit thicker, which is never really good for, you know, while I ideally is 
short rough bomb it around see, you know don't don't worry about it all that good stuff but we're seeing thicker rough and also we won't know this until until Thursday morning you know like an hour before they tee off uh, if they go preferred lies like Cam Davis is I think in trouble right yeah. like if if the rough is up and they go preferred lies guys that bomb it that don't hit fairways are in trouble because it is I cannot describe to you the advantage of picking the ball up, cleaning it off, and putting it down in the fairway and what that will do for these guys. So that is not a knock on Cam Davis. It's just like two things that are out of his control that if it happens that way, I think he might be in trouble. Yeah, I think a lot of the Corn Ferry guys that naturally are coming up, younger, bigger, stronger, hit it farther. Cameron Young comes to mind. Taylor Pendrith is really long. Yeah. Um, maybe even get like someone I know that a lot of people like Keith Mitchell a lot this week. These guys that are, are sort of bombers and, and hit the ball really far, I don't know if this is the best place for them. That said, if you get it right, as we know, it's a massive advantage. Yeah, it certainly is. Now, we are seeing a little bit of movement on Hideki's up to $4 a share. Billy Horschel okay. as well, $4.25 a share. Kevin Na still lagging a bit, $3.25. Let's go a little bit deeper here. Sub $2, our silver medalist, Rory Sabatini, your penny stock, Graham McDowell. Matt Kuchar, who's been unbelievable at this event in his career. Matt Jones, who had a historic weekend. Jim Furyk, I've gotten a lot of questions about this week. Am I, am I selling you on anybody here? Can I sell you on anybody? Yeah, pull up Kuchar a second. Yeah, let's look at Kuchar. I'm interested because he was one of the guys I mentioned as one of the biggest losers last year in terms of ROI. But what was his price? Like, that's the big factor, right? right? Last year at the Sony, he was $4.33. I assume missed the cut because it was a a dollar payout. So he lost you 76% ROI, $3 a share. Right. Okay. So $4.33. Right now, he's sub two bucks, which makes him obviously a a little bit more attractive. I mentioned I like McDowell. you know, there's there's certainly I mean, guys. Look Go at Kucher though, I, I, and I'm not a Kucher guy. Let me tell you, yeah. for free. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five of his last six cash markets, he's turned you a profit. And this doesn't include the silly little events like the QBE in which he played well, or he played the PNC Championship as well. And I mean, like he's he's been actively playing golf in the last couple of weeks when a lot of these guys might not have been. I am not a Kucher guy, but this is probably the best time and place for him. Absolutely. Yeah. This is what you mentioned it. He's another one of those guys that sort of fit the mold. Wow. All right. I'm going to refresh the big board. I'm going to give away a little bit of money. How about $20 to Tim T Mizzle? Congratulations. You're on the board. I've got a little bit more cash to give away this evening. So make sure that your jock market username is in the chat and it is by my clock. 8.46 p.m. on the East Coast. So we are about 10 minutes away from this IPO phase closing. So we're going to go for about five more minutes, and then we'll let Joe get out of here. But let's go um, Let's go with the pre-rank here, Joe, because Cam Smith's moved up a nickel, so he's up to 10.06. Hideki now up to 5.55. And, okay, three and four. Sung Jay and Mark Leishman have now both broken through the $8 mark, so they are catching a little bit of steam. I never get Leishman right. I I just really don't know how to deal with Leishman. And now we're seeing him. This has got to be the most expensive he's ever been. How do you feel? I don't feel great about it. I didn't feel great about when I saw the odds come out on him. 
Um, it's weird. Like he, he seems like a place you should play great. It seems like an Aussie course. He mentioned last week uh, in his post round thing, the Aussies just love it in Hawaii. It feels very familiar. It feels very natural to them. So I think that, that he could play well at $8 a share though. We're asking him to finish basically 18th or better. And I think that he, there's a lot of downside to that, right? At eight bucks, you can easily go to, to one. And if he wins it, you only three X on that price point. So um, I'd probably veer away. That that's a little bit too high for me already. Eight bucks already, an all time high. Uh, previous high six dollars and fifty cents at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So if you're buying Leishman, you are buying at an all time high. Let's see what else we've got here. Kevin Na is making a bit of a move. Five dollars and fifty five cents. Billy Horschel trying to work his way up there. Four forty four. The other guy in the top ten. There's one guy left in the top ten who's under two dollars a share, Christian Bezadenhout, and he is known for the putter. Here, Joe, um, I think this might be an okay spot for him. Where was the last place we saw him? Houston. We saw him at Houston. Okay, missed the cut. Missed there. the cut in Houston. Uh, then he went 15 at Mayakoba, it looks like. Yeah, then he made the cut in Bermuda, and then he made the cut. I mean, he didn't do any, he didn't make any noise, but he made the cut at, at Bermuda. He made the cut at the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, the Memorial, the PG. I mean, he was on a pretty – his only missed cut was his most recent start. Yeah, I don't mind him. Like, I'm not nearly high enough to, be, to put him inside the top 10 where he's pre-ranked here. I'm trying to just kind of scroll down. So I have him 19th which I think is probably a little bit more realistic. Obviously, a great putter has some upside there. But for me, there's just a lot of unknowns uh, around Bazaid Hoon. All right, let's see what else we've got here um, as I bring up the big board. Connor, 790, no surprise. Okay, I'm, here's a surprise. Joel Damon, who everybody loves, $2.05. I mean, he was outclassed at the Tournament of Champions. That's okay has had success at these tropical-ish places. A little bit of a popper, played well at Houston, played well at Shriners, made your money at the Northern Trust. What's our assessment of uh, Joel Damon this week? Uh, I've got it much higher than that price in terms of my target. So he's actually, funny you mentioned, as right behind the Zayden Hooten in my model at 20th. Iron play has been great. I actually thought he played really well last week, and then he got hit with the penalty because he thought it was preferred lies, and he That's picked right. Up. And he made like triple, and like once you make like one, yes. Once, you, make one, once you made a par, you were done last week. <laughs> yeah, par where you were losing significant strokes on the field. So yeah, if you take a penalty stroke, you might as well. Uh, that's the axe in your round, but. Yeah, I thought before that he was playing pretty well. You know, he's he. I think that the the more difficult it plays, I feel like the better for Joel Damon because I really like his ball striking to sort of uh, be able to capitalize on that and and move him up the board in terms of field strength. But yeah, cheap price right now. I like it. How much are you considering course history this week, right? We kind of glossed over Charles Howe the third, but, you know, Hudson Swafford's here. We mentioned Russell Henley's won this event. It's it's generally a very sticky course history. Are you leaning on that this week more than most, or does it just come come in the normal amount? I put a little bit more on it this week, but I'm always kind of a course history guy, I think, more than most. Um, I do feel like it matters. I do feel like when I listen to these players talk that it matters to a, a, a lot of them. You know, with the exception of the top players in the world that can really go anywhere and play well, 
Um, a lot of these guys in the mid-tier have their spots that they're familiar with, have their spots that they play well at, and they also have events that they show up to that uh, they don't feel real confident in in finishing well. So, yes, uh, to answer your question, I am a course history guy, and this week would be one of those weeks. All right, I'm going to look at the big board one more time here with Joe, and then we're going to let him go do his bidding because Cam Smith – has gone up like another three cents. I'm very excited to see what he finishes at. Webb Simpson carving out a pretty solid second spot in the market. And I imagine we're going to see a run on Connors in the next couple of minutes here because he's currently $8 a share, and I think sentiment is a little bit stronger on him. So, Joe, here's here's how this works. Um, we've got five minutes until it's 8.57, which is the window that opens up in which this IPO can close – uh, at any point in 90 seconds. So we usually bid you adieu here. You go do your bidding. We bring you back and we talk about your shares. That's generally how this goes. Let's keep it rolling then. Let's keep it rolling. Good luck to you, Joe. Uh, I'll take you the rest of the way here. And what I'll also do is I'll continue to give away some jock bucks. So make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. I'll give one more away when this market closes in about five-ish minutes or so, and then I'll give one away before we get out of here. Let's go back to the big board. Cam Smith, since the moment we came on air to this moment right now, uh, has been your most expensive golfer, and he continues to be over $10. $10.09 hasn't moved much since the big jump about 25 minutes ago, and Webb Simpson, as I mentioned, solidifying himself as the second most expensive golfer. If you're bidding and buying shares on Webb Simpson at 888, you're asking him to finish about 14th or better. That's how this generally works. Sung J M, the third pre-ranked golfer, is $8.27 with Mark Leishman at 815 and Corey Connors at 811 a share. Connors already up 11 cents since the last refresh. I imagine we are going to see a run. I think Connors probably finishes maybe is the third most expensive golfer between Smith and Simpson. We will see how the evening shakes out. I'm ready to buy low on Abraham Answer, who finished nearly dead last. Last week, the Tournament of Champions, Kapalua, not a good spot for him. It just He loses all of his uh, advantage by not being able to beat people off the tee and with no penalty for spraying it, he was never going to have a chance. This should be a much better spot for him. A couple of top 10 pre-ranked golfers in Hideki Matsuyama and Billy Horschel are up over $6.80 a piece. So good to see Hideki move up the board here a little bit. He's returned to a pop, he's returned to a profit in each of his last two starts, including his win at the Zozo Championship, in which he went for $10.25, and he cashed it for the full $25 a share payout. I'm gonna give this a refresh. 8.54 p.m. Eastern time on my clock, and we're about to get to 8.55, just seconds away. And Cam Smith continues to extend $10.50, but he's not alone as Australians making moves up the board because Mark Leishman, his Zurich Classic partner, $8.52, the third most expensive golfer. We cracked an all-time high on Mark Leishman 20 minutes ago. This is the most expensive he's ever been, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Sung JM, Corey Connors, Taylor Gooch, the only golfers in the $8 range. Let me sort this by pre-rank and see if we can see any discrepancies here. The cheapest golfer in the top 10 of the pre-rank right now, Christian Bizet, note $5 a share. After him, Kevin Na, your defending 
champion and sixth pre-ranked golfer, Kevin Na, is $6.84 a share. Returns you a profit last week at the Tournament of Champions. Then he had two losses. Then he had a great finish at the Tour Championship. Remember, he actually tied John Rahm for that shadow leaderboard at the Tour Championship. He's played very, very well uh, as of late, has Kevin Na. And, of course, he is your defending champion. I'm going to give the board a refresh. 8.56 p.m. Eastern time. That's my clock. And at that time, Cam Smith has done it again. $11.01. To put this into perspective, if you're a buyer of Cam Smith at $11.01, you need him to finish 10th or better. That will get the job done. That will return you a profit if you're a buyer of Cam Smith at that price. Let's see what else we have at the top. Shockingly, Still seeing Corey Connors as the fifth most expensive golfer. Maybe I'm too high on him. Maybe I have a blind spot. But what I don't have a blind spot for are the three golfers making a move at $6.99 each. That's Billy Horschel. It's Russell Henley. It's Seamus Power. This is the moment where all of those bid notifications are coming in. We are mere moments away from us entering that window of 90 seconds where this IPO phase can close at any moment. Matt Jones on a run returns you a 419% ROI had the best tournament scoring record or the weekend scoring record in PGA Tour history last week, finished third at 32 under par, now up to $6.25 a share. We're in that window. It's it's 8.57, which means at any point in the next 90 seconds, and we've already elapsed some of those, this market is going to close. We don't know when it is. I'm going to try to give the big board a refresh here, and I'm glad that I did. Because Webb Simpson is now smashed through the $9 mark, and he's $9.22. Taylor Gooch now up to $8.45. Kevin Na, a big jump to $7.36, while Russell Henley and Billy Horschel have snapped through the $7 mark. Seamus Power still hangs there at $6.99. Joel Damon up to $5.50, and Kevin Kisner up to $5.60. As I scroll further down the board, I can find a couple of Bulldogs. Brian Harmon, $4.25. Hudson Swafford, $3.75. Swafford's been great at the Sony Open. Maybe he's someone you should be considering. I'm going to try to steal one more refresh here because I think we're going to get a close signal from Joe any second here. But we are still open. Still live at the moment. Still live. Bids are still going in. Can't have that much more time in the market. And here we go. This is what I thought was going to happen. So Cam Smith, 11-17. Webb Simpson, 9.55, and there it is. Corey Connors, a late run on Corey Connors to 8.99. He's now more expensive than Mark Leishman. He's now more expensive than Sung J.M. I knew that run was going to come here eventually. Hideki Matsuyama, the number two pre-ranked golfer, the only guy who doesn't break a tie with Cam Smith, $8.15. Seen a little bit of movement on him, and the market is looking to buy low and a bounce-back opportunity on Jason Kokrak. He's currently $6.25. If you believe in putters, Corey Con- or excuse me, not Corey Connors. Denny McCarthy, $5.76. Christian Bizet, note $5.60. I'm going to try to steal one more refresh because I imagine if we are open this late, the bids are still rolling in hot and heavy, and we're going to see some big jumps here. Let's see. One more. Give me one more refresh here. Cam Smith, still at 1117. Webb Simpson, nine and three quarters. Sung J.M., has now just overtaken Corey Connors. He's now the third most expensive golfer at $9.22 a share. If you're a buyer of Sungjae at $9.22, you are asking him to finish basically 13th or better in this field. Answer, 
is up to 855. Gooch has made a little bit of a move as well. Who else has just made a big jump? Maverick McNeely trying to close in on the $6 mark, and I think we're done. Close it down. Shut it down. IPO is closed. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. All right. Now it feels that felt long. Yeah, the last couple have felt really long. Um, but I think I missed out on a couple guys down the stretch. We'll see if they come over. I had a late Hideki bid in that I think I got eclipsed on, uh, but I'm pretty happy with who I have at the moment. We'll see if that, that transfers over here in a second. All right, yeah, we're going to let the dust settle here for a second. I'm going to give away a little bit more cash. This one goes to Michael Barrington. Congratulations. We'll get your uh, username over to the guys at Jock Market. And if you want to win our final $20 tonight, go ahead and make sure your username is in the chat right now. I'm going to refresh the board, Joe. So just give me one second. We'll get to um, we'll get to your portfolio. You can let us know who you got in the chat. But I think we're ready, Joe. Let me know who will be going to battle for you this week at the Sony Open. Oh, they still haven't come over yet. Yeah, you know what? My my board is uh Okay, I, I got it now. All right. You got it? Yep. Uh Russell Henley. Talked about him. Uh 725 per share. Seamus Power. I got my mid cap guy. Jason Kokrak. I actually got 45 shares of Jason Kokrak. I feel pretty good about his price. I just feel like he was really undervalued in terms of where I had him. And this is a much better setup for him. I'm not really too concerned with uh, dead last last week. Completely agree. <laughs> Cam Davis. Um, okay. I didn't love him, but I felt like the price was pretty good. Uh, Joel Damon, Stuart Sink, and I did end up getting my uh, penny stock guy in Graham McDowell. So those are my, what was that, seven? Yeah. Henley those Power, Henley Power, Coke Rack, Davis, Damon, Sink, McDowell for Joe. Let us know in the chat who you got. Let's see if I – I thought I saw some people. Let's see. All my eggs in the Seamus Power Basket, <laughs> says Let's Shane. go. Let's go. Uh, I should start a Malnati fan club. I always find myself with loads of Malnati. It's a good spot for Peter, right? <laughs> loads of Malnati. Yeah, that's, that's something. That's so good. All right, here's the big board. So – Cam Smith closed at $11.17. As we talked about, uh, by far the most expensive he has ever been. And it is, it is asking him, Joe, to finish top eight. Top nine, I think. Top nine. Nine would be eleven fifty, right? So, and he was eleven seventeen. So, top I don't nine. Love that at all. I don't think that whoever did that, um, I don't love that move. Of course, it could pay off, but. I think best case scenario, you get a little over two times your money. And worst case scenario, you can really sort of plummet down there. Uh, I know he's playing great. I believe in Cam Smith. I'm just a little bit worried um, just based off, you know, coming off of a victory and being the favorite and being this high of an IPO price, which is, you know, probably three bucks higher than he's ever been. Yeah, you know. It's weird, right? Because when someone when someone jumps out early and gets him to ten dollars, and then you've got people who enter the enter the market who were dead set on him or loved him, and then they still yeah. feel like they've got to make a move on him. It really that that early jump to ten dollars, I feel like just just kind of flipped the whole script on this on this market. 
Yeah, and of course, like there's multiple ways to play it, right? There's a way where you just try in and take the guys that you really like and you're, you're, you're you know, you think are going to play well and that you'd like rooting for. So I think there may be some of that to Cam Smith. I think he got a lot of fans last week. Webb was a guy that I loved, but, you know, the way that I try to attack it at this point is be a little bit more sound. And once he clears the price that you're willing to pay, don't pay it. Uh, just hard. move on. So I had a nine. It's hard to move on, Joe. It's hard to move on. It's hard. It's hard. I had nine dollar and thirteen cents on Web. Uh, finished at nine eighty eight. So I uh, had to have had to give it up. Sung J M nine sixty six. Corey Connors nine fifty. Those were the only four golfers over nine dollars. I thought Corey Connors was going to clip uh, Sung J there, but this this feels about right. These four in a tier of their own, uh, but noticeably missing from that top. One and one A, uh, we say it every single week. It's Hideki. I know, and I what, thought what he would. Clear, I thought he would get to eight bucks. He actually cleared it, uh, but still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on the board ahead of him uh, in terms of pricing. So always seems like value. I had eight dollar and thirty five cents in right at the last second. I got not snabbed, uh, and somebody took him from me. So I got nothing. Uh, Kevin Na got a late run. So he finished at $8.05. That feels about right. Good run there for Kevin Na. Just scrolling through some of the value. Kuchar at $4.50. We were talking about Kuchar. I, I, I pulled his results up, though. I mean, that $4.50 range, that's where he lives. Um, you know, last, let's see, three of his last four, he's been four fifty or four seventy five. He's returned you a profit in all of those. I think that, this is my as of this moment, Kucher at 450 is my favorite share price. Yeah, he ended up getting up there to around what he was last year. Um, but obviously coming in playing much better this time around at a place that he loves. So we'll see if he can do well. I want to go to like the bottom of the board. Um, let's see. Cam Young 288. There's that Peter Malnati 275 a share. A lot of KFT guys, David Lipsky, 246. Trying to see if anything, your penny stock, Graham McDowell at 206. Kevin Chapel, 175. I thought about that um, late. Just, I don't know. You start to look down at that dollar range and you really think, okay, he's really only 75 cents. Um, there's not much downside there to get 30 shares. And you, you basically spent 15 bucks to get 30 shares when you get a dollar back. So, um, I thought about Chapel. I thought about Kirk Kitayama. Uh, didn't end up getting down that far late. Joe's portfolios, Russell Henley, Seamus Power, Jason Kokrak, Cam Davis, Joel Damon, Stuart Sink, Graham McDowell. That rounds out Joe's portfolio. If you want to join in on the action, you haven't deposited yet, use the code POWER. That'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus. And... I've got money to give away. And the final one is going to go to Joshua. Congratulations. We'll get you all set up with that money in your account. And Joe, we are, of course, going to be back next week to do it all again. American Express. We head to California and we get the cor- the world-famous course rotations. It's, it's, yes. that, it's that season, course rotation season. Listen, I am kind of excited, though. I thought ESPN Plus did a great job with the coverage. Supposedly, this is just sort of a soft entrance, and they're going to roll it all out at the Amex. So maybe we'll get a lot more uh, sites from the different courses. Uh, It's great to be back, and appreciate all you guys for tuning in this week.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best of luck. Take care. We will see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye.